thought-provoking ignorance with special guests in Cave Crush interview. It's time to go inside the cave. Welcome back inside the cave, inside the cave podcast.com, cavecrushshop.com, and now on Spotify and the new Google Podcast app. Join there now, join the Facebook group. Loaded show today as well. I am CB at I'm the Real CB, and Seasonal Said is in the building. The lovely, the beautiful, and the talented cat. Hello, everybody. Sly, tell the truth, ladies. Let's talk about it here. What's up, everybody? And Roland, Cleese Report Podcast with Ro. What, 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 what it do, people? Alright, before we get started, based on all the news today, I got one question I just want to ask Roland. Do you work for Russia? No, I do not. Okay, cool. That's all I need to know before we get started. <laughs> Alright, hey, we got a big guest today. Uh, her name is Tiffany DeAndrea. Tiffany DeAndrea is calling in today. She is from Alabama. That's right, Big Dog's town, and Big Dog ain't even here. And uh, she's uh, she buys traps ha- trap houses, rehabs them, and sells them back to the hood, and does a lot more. Uh, she's an investor. Uh, she's into tech. Uh, she's doing a lot of good stuff. So uh, Tiffany DeAndrea is calling in later on in the show. Uh, it's going to be a pretty good interview. I'm not for sure. I thought Veli was going to be here. I got to see if this is a cave crush interview or just a, a regular talk to a lady interview. I don't think we ever done that before, just talk to a lady without somehow going to Cave Crush, but we'll see what happens. Alright, uh, I guess Cousin Lamar's not in yet, but we got Cat's Corner and I guess a dirt sheet if Joe shows up. Alright, but let's get into this. Last week's listeners' feedback. Emails and complaints. Emails and complaints with Cousin Lamar on Inside the Cave. Yeah. you uh, yeah, read it in your white voice. <laughs> All right, so our first listener feedback we have from V, V E E. They say, Can you put all the Cave Crush designs on short sleeved shirts? We have stomachs and can't wear crop tops. Lastly, put the link to the podcast as announcement in the group, then pin it to the top of Spotify. And then they said, Oh, it's so nice. Yes, V, we we are working on that. Sly told me about that as well. Uh, as far as the uh, the link goes to the group, we will jump on. Well, I want to say something. I, I appreciate her modesty, but let that gut show grow. Everybody else show it. The hell with it. Let it let it hang. No, nah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you you on the right path, V. We we'll get you some shirts. <laughs> I seen a motherfucker last night in some clothes. She ain't had no business in. That goddamn Italian castle trying to enjoy myself with my kids. And I said, look at this motherfucker here. Oh, speaking, <laughs> hey, speaking of which, I'm glad you said. Hey, said, I got to tell you this story, man, real quick. This will be uh, show appropriate. So, you know, y'all know we was out of town for the uh, holiday, right? And this goes to show how women and men think different. So this lady comes out. And we was at the wait, the lazy river. 
this lady comes out and I'm talking about with a tiny bikini on. And I'm just looking like, damn. So my wife say, you see that? I said, hell yeah. I'm glad you said it to me. You're like, yeah, I see that. I said, can you believe that? I said, shit. Hell, I, I can't believe she'll do that around these kids or whatever like that. She's like, what you looking at? I said, what you looking at? So you looking at her? I said, yeah. She saw that the woman had plastic surgery. She had a big scar on her face. All I saw was the girl, because she had a tiny white bikini on. I saw she had a pussy uh, a pussy earring. That's what I thought she was talking about. And so this, you know, like the clip pierce. That's what she had, a clip pierce. In her white bikini. You got a pussy I, I, earring. Yeah. You got a pussy earring. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. How did you even, oh, how did you even see that? Because she thirsty. had a. She, I ain't thirsty. No. I'm thirsty since I know. No, that's not true, sis. She had a <laughs> tiny. You know what I? You know what I got to say. You know what I got after hearing just part of that story. What? You should have helped the girl in the grocery store pick up her shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 fly, fly, fly. Ain't he full? Ain't he full of shit? He he That's all he is. You he don't, you, he don't pick up the grocery, but he's staring at the the. the you the gonna look at the? the you gonna look? You gonna look at the monkey ring? No, I, I glanced at it. I glanced and, get, at it. and get caught doing it. Oh, at least you would have said it could have been some chivalrous shit in the grocery store, picking up some fruit snacks, whatever the fuck she dropped in aisle 12. Oh, okay. Well, so Cass, let me need to get back to the feedback. All right, what else we got, Cass? I am, but I'm also <laughs> trying to bring to everyone's attention. You have this font on like 27 CD. Like, why is the font so big? Because <laughs> it's so big, it's, it's like you all could hear. You read the feedback, like you can oh, read. Yeah, it. We can see it. Yeah. It's huge. You can see it on the screen of my phone. Like it's huge. All right. So Cheryl says, "I'm behind a few episodes, but just got to suggest to you guys you should put episode numbers on the best of shows, so listeners can go back to previous podcasts to listen in full. Just the suggestion." That's awesome, Cheryl. That's a great suggestion. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought. <laughs> Thank you, you Cheryl. Like, CB is not going to take it that far. So if you want to come in and do that, that would be awesome as well. I'm going to do it. I apologize. She must don't know our production team. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga don't edit. He ain't going to do that. That was a mistake. The next one we have is from Maureen. Maureen says, poor CB. He has finally lost his mind. Mm. Welcome to our world, honey. Finally. <laughs> finally. Lance writes in, all I can say is you all make my travels a lot easier and faster. I never miss a show. Oh, and where the holes at? Definitely in Nebraska. It goes down. Right. Hey, hey, Lance, we not talking about them road lizards you be sliding up on, bro. <laughs> we ain't talking about literal hoes. We talking about young ladies, the, the ones that look good. Females. Damn. You know where the hoes be at? Where the hoes be at, Man, the All Apple right. Store. The <laughs> Apple Store. I, the Apple I, Store I, got I'm I'm on I'm on I'm on agree with seasonal said for that one real quick and we can get back to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody get out of the Apple store. Okay. Hey, just, right. hey, just joking, Lance. Just joking. I know you ain't I ain't got no business in the Apple store. I got an Android, but said ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> Look, I was in there yesterday. He said he didn't know what a hair joint. Uh, I'm good. I'm following the motherfucker in there. Follow the motherfucker in there. Yeah, you creep. Tell you, they working and spending. Like, I'm finna switch over right now. Can y'all jailbreak my shit? Switch me over? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next we have Troy. Troy says, hey, y'all crazy. I was about to leave when Joe Dirt left. You can't call nobody an alien just because they made it to the NBA and, a, and are tall. What kind of logic is that? So every kid that don't have a dad is an alien or a bastard. And then he says, Sly and Cat need to get a room. Mm. Mm. I don't know, know why saying. he would do that. Sly. I do. So I'm saying. You see that? You, you can hear that chemistry. That You can hear that on-air chemistry. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey, Chad, I was listening. I was listening to the show today, and, and at the end, I, I would have sworn y'all was married because you you start you jumped in and started defending Sly when when Big Dog was digging in that ass. <laughs> 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 no, I see, bro. I don't think she was. I wasn't defending Sly. I, I was defending his money. Big Dog was acting like that money was spelled wrong. Now that money was spelled correctly. That T-shirt. I said this. I said, did, did he really successfully flip this shit back on Sly? No. <laughs> oh, no. She'll fall until you fall. You think I'm bad. You think you're going to get dog to say that he messed up. Good luck with that. <laughs> All right. That next week, we have a letter from LaShawn. LaShawn said, get your show together, man. Why Sly keep messing with Cat? He borderline harassing her the entire show. You're just doing this for laughs, right? LeBron and Shaq are aliens. Please try again. Very funny. No, he really believed that shit. <laughs> right. Proves me to be an alien. Until someone proves it, prove, uh, proves it to me. Yeah, your Wi-Fi sound like shit, bro. Hey, said I was going to say we need to take up a collection and Get bump his Wi-Fi connection up or something. Get him the, the 2.4. <laughs> Anything else to do with his time but entertain y'all craziness. You kill me with that. Oh, and your show seems to be falling off the rails. Big Dog called in to yell at Cat. Sly and Cat have beef. The only one stable is the guy who you bring on to read, and that's Lamar. Shows what you know. Lamar ain't even stable. <laughs> that's because that's because Lamar is really a, a spy or some shit. He just slide on the show. Great to put a secret agent. Yeah, he's secret agent and shit. That ain't even his real name. We gonna call him Double O Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a letter from Carolyn. Carolyn said, "What happened with Big Dog? He sounded heated." What shirts are you guys talking about? Do a better job of explaining or editing editing it out. Oh my God. See, see what happened to Big Dog? It, it took somebody like me for Big Dog to listen to his first show. So Big Dog listened to his first show and then he all of a sudden, he had him a, a zero to 100. He had to kill yourself and start over. He just had a flood of information coming out all at once. <laughs> coming out of his mouth. I just just wanted to break it down for him. I just wanted to break it down because Big Dog, Big Dog was like, I don't listen to the show. 
I don't listen to the show. He listened to that show, didn't he, though? He had to listen to that show to get his yeah, information. Yeah, he did. <laughs> hey, he probably was taking notes with a crayon and everything. <laughs> uh, by the way, Sly. Y'all want dogs to listen to the show. The originals on this show, he made his, this is first show of the year. International D is back on the show. Wow. Yeah, I'm on my phone. Oh, I can't see everything. Yeah, I thought I'd pop in a surprise y'all real quick. Wow. What's going on, E I D? Alright, what else we got? Uh how you this. I ain't come over here to clown you, alright? <laughs> All right. Next, we have a letter from Nina. Nina says, "I can hear it in Cat's voice. She is about done with you guys. I don't know how she lasted this long." So you see aliens now. Shaking my head. What's wrong, CB? Did you forget to take your crazy pill before you recorded this week? <laughs> and tell Roland you all didn't edit your conversation about his logo, amongst other things, in the intro. Oh, we didn't. Welcome to the show, Nina. CB, don't do <laughs> <laughs> Now, Roland got to go back and listen and make sure he said no fucked up shit. Yeah, and I'm like, what is she talking about? I don't remember that. In the last four digits of my soch, uh was 6675, and I'm just saying, like. <laughs> hey, hey, Roland, nervous as hell. Kat, you ain't slick. You ain't getting that W-2. You can fuck with <laughs> that. All of us to get some kind of proof that this show even exists. A bitch still ain't even got a pen for her blue jean jacket yet, or a book card. <laughs> even got a sticker, but it's all right. We got a hey. uh, no. We got one more letter. This last letter is from Jay at the garage. He says Roland was correct with the Bible verses, although it was unnecessary because the conspiracy was ridiculous. Michael Jordan being an alien would be a better example than LeBron or Shaq, or Shaq, but neither here nor there. It has to. It has no base to it. Also, there are tribes in Africa where all of them are seven feet. Well, well, Jay, there really are tribes in Africa that that all the people are seven feet. They will all be in the NBA. I don't believe that. I got to see those tribes. That if you say they still exist. And and that's our feedback from last week, CB. Good, good. And you did a great job. That hey, is hey. Good job. Hey, CB, I got to say this. I know I just said I wasn't going to clown road, but I'm glad that y'all got somebody that can read finally. Yeah. And D, you can get a turn next week. Hey, D, you ain't clowning me. I don't feel bad because CB can't read. So I can't read. Can't read. I, I, I read. I read. I read way better than CB. Yeah, silent read. <laughs> <laughs> Reading yourself. All right, here can't we go. You, uh, you can't even talk straight. Let's get into this. Around the cave. Want to hear a hot take? It's time to go around the cave. All right, what you got this week, cat? Catherine, want to hear that shit? Thing this week, I've been good. I've been staying out of trouble, so no worries this uh, this week. For around the cave, this uh, okay. All right, cool. What you got this week, Sly? Around the cave, uh, of course. I'm I'm going to talk about the uh, the, the shooting that happened. Oh, I don't yeah. know what I don't know what day it happened. I can't remember what day it happened on. 
you know. But I, I want to say that was that was the first thing. That was the quickest shooting that happened in Chicago. If everybody don't know about the um the, the young barber, thirty seven year old barber that uh um was uh um act pulled was asked questions. Ain't you the same person just said I can't talk right? <laughs> don't interrupt me again, said I don't like repeating myself. I can't tell. So, if nobody knows, this young man, this, this young man had had was was armed. Police approached him, and ultimately he reached for his weapon, and he was shot in the back by a female police officer who happened to be white. Uh, um, there's a gray line. People think that he shouldn't have been shot. People, he had a concealed carry. He also had a semi-automatic weapon. Uh, what was what I noticed about this particular situation was that this was the fastest that the police had ever released the, the body camera footage. Usually it's like 30 days before they even release the footage. They released this like the very, like 24 hours or less, the, the footage was out, you know? So I don't know whether to credit that to, to the Chicago Police Department because the, the Laquan McDonald case, that footage took well over 30 days to be released. Um, and, and we're just not going through that that court that court case right now. But what's that, CD? It was released like a year or two later. That's correct, correct. So, and that, that's my around the cave. Can we get some consistency? All right, what you got? Hey, let's see. Uh, International D, you haven't been on in a year. What you got this week for around the cave? Um. I don't know, man. Tell me, is around the cave like the new Kill Yourself Start Over? No, that's the next segment. But I tell you what, since oh, we, okay. since I don't have your segment on here, how about you use your around the cave to give us an Uga of the week? We haven't did one in a while. Yeah, I noticed that. that that's crazy. So I don't really have nothing. nothing. I've been. It's been a while since I've been on, but I can tell you some Uga shit. You know, I like to, I like, I like to call out family and shit like that sometimes. So I, I think I'm a vent right now. Don't say no names, but so. Uh, my kid just graduated, you know, from school, right? And I decided to, you know, have all my family fly overseas and everything, come to the graduation. And uh, all I asked for was people, you know, we gonna we gonna go to Spain. I say, uh, how about y'all put in on this this amazing villa that we had overlooking the sea down in Spain? Man, I ain't gonna say no names, man. But I got family, boy. If anybody gonna do you wrong, it's gonna be family. So I, I realized I got some true Ubers in the family. <laughs> man, these cats don't came here and left, and ain't nobody gave me shit. Majority <laughs> 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 of them did, but a couple of them, they, they, they was like, yo, they got over here and they saw they saw them Africans on the beach selling that 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 good shit. Next thing I know, the money for the villa was was going into the brother man on the corner's pocket, not mine. Mm. So I say, boy, if anybody gonna do you wrong, fam, fam, family ain't always gonna do you right. Man. So I learned my lesson. There. I was like, all right. I always talk about Ugas, but I, I I know I got some in my family too. <laughs> so that's my Uga of the last couple months because that shit got me boiling still. I bet. <laughs> what you got this week, Sid? I ain't got shit. Roll it. Uh, I'm going <clears throat> to just go ahead and go with this. Uh, you know me, I'm always bringing something about social media and how we interact with it. And I, I kind of spoke, maybe I spoke out of turn last week with my Around the Cave. 
about telling us not to be so big on recording um, these interactions we having with these quote unquote racists. Because I feel like our motive is wrong. We wanted it to go viral. We want to get something that we can put up. And the thing is, a lot of these things ain't even making any sense. But I will say this. I take everything I said back. Record that shit. If nothing else, to protect your dumb ass. Because these motherfucking whiteys, man, and these cops, they not playing around, man. I'm just seeing so many situations where all logic is thrown out the window. And so is all, there's no law. <laughs> is, is we, can, we can stand on no law. The law is going to do what they want to do. And if you ain't recording and getting a true representation or at least the best representation of what happened, there ain't no my word against their word. You in some serious trouble. So any interaction, whip that goddamn phone out and record that shit so you can have your back. Hey, can I, can I play devil's advocate a little bit, uh, bro? Yeah, go ahead. Can you admit that we still doing a lot of dumbass shit, though? That's my point. That was my point last week, D. I'm like, this shit ridiculous. But like I said, even in even in the midst of that dumb shit, record that shit. Because <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> you don't get some trouble. <laughs> record that shit. <laughs> record all that shit. Record it all. <laughs> the president took back what he said the day before, so I guess you could take back what you said last week. Right. Hey, he's the king. He's the king of that shit. So, here we go. This is my around the cave. Now, usually I do a segment called text messages from my white friends, because I, other than maybe international D, I'm the only one that's cultured on this show and that have friends of all different types of races. Uh, and I, and I'm gonna. That ain't even true. Oh, I'll, I'll have. I'll I have, show you popular belief: the Cleveland Report does not hate white people. I yep. got white friends. Yeah. Okay. You got white people you know. You ain't got no white friends. Rolling one of them type of people that say, yeah, I had a white person in my house. Yeah, I'm not racist. Yeah, okay. But anyway, I want to uh, do a segment called uh, Facebook Post from my white friends. And this guy, he posted, uh, anyone who harms or mistreats animals deserves to have the same thing happen to them. Now, the irony in this is when I go back with some of his earlier posts, he has a big picture of him and his son fishing, and I think they caught like a big blue gill, one of those big ass fish, whatever. And he has a hook going right through the fish's mouth, and then his son taking a picture with the fish. And he says, I'm glad to spend this quality time with my son. And of course, they showed a video of him throwing the fish back in the water. Then he has a picture of him and his son and his friends, they're going out there hunting. Uh, game animals, I guess, deer and geese and uh, pelicans or whatever else, some kind of birds, quail, whatever it is. They're shooting them. They're taking pictures with them, holding the, the birds by the neck and all this kind of stuff. But he just said anyone who mistreats animals deserves to have the same treatment as them. And I just said, wow, how big a hypocrites are we? Now, you can go out and shoot and kill animals for fun. But you said that anybody who mistreats animals deserves to have the same treatment to them. So I guess there's certain types of animals that's cool, that's okay, and shouldn't be killed, but certain animals are supposed to be killed. Where have I heard that logic from in the past? The house nigga can stay in. He, he okay. 
Now, the, the, now the field nigga, he got to get killed. So I don't, I don't know. To me, hunting and all that kind of stuff is the same shit to me. I know that's supposed to be Americans' pastime, but I, 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 I think anybody who hunts to kill animals, I think there really is something wrong with you, especially a deer. You're sitting in a deer stand, deer mind this business, and you blow his brains out. And you got a point for that. Like, th- th- I'm sorry. I thought Cat got in your ass about this last time. I don't care. You just fucking hypocrite. You, you just ate a steak last that's night. That's not true. I have, first of all, first of all, that's not true. I'm damn near, I'm damn near vegetarian now. Because of my daughter. <laughs> my daughter. Damn vegetables. I'm telling but you. I bet you would love leather seats in your car. I, I'm not the one, but I'm not the one that's, that's posting on social media saying, Anyone who Look, does something. The cheap phone, the cheap phone won't let you lie. <laughs> Had a long week. Need to get some stuff off your chest. Do it now. Let's go zero to a hundred real quick. Real quick, real fucking quick, nigga. Zero to a hundred, nigga. Real quick. I'll do. I'll do my. <laughs> go ahead, cat. So I had uh, an experience once where. Um, I was sitting at a table with my daughter and there was another family, a young lady sitting with me um, and she was Afro-America and the waitress was a Caucasian woman. So the waitress came up to us and she's like, you guys need anything? And we're all like, no, no, thank you. So the woman walks away and the young lady looks at her cup and she goes, these motherfucking cups are so filthy. And then she looks at another cup and she starts complaining that all the cups are super filthy. And as she's kind of going off, you know, she's looking at me for co-signing and I'm looking at her like, yeah, those cups look pretty dirty. So the young lady comes back and her ponytail is bouncing and she's like, do you guys need anything else? And she says to this woman, looks her dead in her eyes. She goes, no, no, thank you. We're fine. And as she starts to walk away, I grab the young lady back and I'm like, miss, apparently this woman feels like her cups are dirty. And the, the young lady, you know, the white girl picks up the cup. She looks in them, of course, they look dirty. She apologizes profusely, then returns with, instead of pouring the liquid into the new cups, she actually gave her the bottle. So that way she knew, like, this is a clean vessel. She was like, I'm so sorry if there's anything else I can do. And my zero to 100 is about how sis had an opportunity to tell this young lady how she felt about her cups. And she sat there with us, and we all look alike in the same color. And she bitched and complained and moaned. But as soon as that white girl came over with her bouncy ponytail and cheerful smile and asked her, was there anything else you need? The woman quickly and abruptly and rudely said no. I had to tell homegirl, look, if there's a problem, you speak up. I can't fix your problem. You showed me your cup, but unfortunately, I don't work here. So when they say, do you have any issues or problems, you should speak up. So my problem is for everybody kind of along the lines of, um, of uh, our, uh, our session we just had a minute ago. Um, don't just tape it, speak up. Say something if someone asks, and most likely someone will ask, is there something wrong? That's not a torch. That is an opportunity for you to say, yes, this is wrong. Do not sit there and complain with the people that you're with. Speak up and say what is wrong with you. So that's my zero to 100. Man, that's just what we do, too. We bitch and complain and don't do a motherfucking thing about it. And when master come around, we say, yes, a boss. 
I'm not, he's not, I hope that everybody in this that is listening understands that you don't have to be rude. Being rude or ignorant doesn't show the other person how you feel. Okay. It just tells them how you behave. You have to express in the King's English if you have a problem, and if and especially to a person who's asking you if something is wrong. Hey, uh, what you got this week, bro? Uh, Sid? None. Uh, D, you understand how this goes now? All right, zero to behind it real quick. I'm pissed off at the America every day. I'm I'm pissed off at the every time I look at your dumbass president on the damn TV, <laughs> this non-talking ass. And then he get up there and changes his, 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 what he's saying the very next damn day. I know they've all seen because everybody looking at it. Talking about something. No, no, no. I, I didn't mean to say would. I didn't say, I meant to say wouldn't. And his writers, the people who write his damn speeches for him, like, seriously, come on, man. How, how y'all even get him come out, come back out with that damn, that, that, that apology or whatever the fuck it was he came out with yesterday? No, I really meant to say wouldn't. How is this man still the president? Hey, can you talk about him? Ain't like, he your direct boss? Man, look. Snitches get stitches. Don't nobody know me. <laughs> but I think I, I would love, I'm very interested to hear how someone in another country perceives what's happening in America. Did like, what is the media see, you about him? Did not see the news? These fools flew a blimp yeah. in London with him wearing a diaper. Did you not see that? With a little hand. Yeah, they I've seen down, that. They were protesting him like crazy all last week in England talking about how they protest them more than the fools in America do because they got sense here. They can see an idiot a mile away, unlike half of that damn nation over there. But now we want to blame it on Russia's collusion. I bet half of them fools that's complaining right now ain't registered to vote in the primaries in November. Yeah, that's a good point, D. That's, that's a good, good point, point, D. Hey, uh, Roland, no, are you registered to I vote? Think they, I think they are. They just voting for Trump again. Roland, are you registered to vote? No, I don't vote. Oh, okay. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's pure ignorance right there. But your ass on this show complaining every week. Oh, no. You must don't listen. That's what you wrong, brother. I don't say shit about Trump. You wrong as hell. You don't listen to the show, oh, no, brother. No, 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 brother. Hold on, no. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. You ain't gonna say shit about Trump. You, you, you say something every week about the different policies about how people being treated wrong and everything. You think getting somebody else not gonna make a difference? Nope, I don't. You think you think you're not? Because niggas been getting shot. Niggas been getting shot and stomped on when Obama was in fucking office, when Clinton was in office, when Reagan was in office. And we're supposed to be That shit's not going to change because of the fucking government. Hold on, if I can go right back to my zero to 100. Don't sit around the table and complain to me. There is a way, even if you don't believe it'll work or not, which is why I believe the young lady didn't speak up because she didn't believe that her voice would have been heard properly. So instead of saying something to fix her issue, and, I, and, and I'm not saying that, yes, everybody needs to be registered to vote and everybody should vote. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you don't put the rat trap out, you can't try to catch the rat. Like, there are efforts that we all must make, and they have to be a little bit bigger than podcasts if we would like for things to be different. I think that's what he's saying. And I'm, I, I can't say I agree or disagree, but to bring it full circle, it's like that's exactly what we're saying. If you don't speak up, 
if you don't take, even if you don't think the, the voting opportunity is fair or right, and I ain't, again, encouraging anybody to do something they don't want to do, but he's right. If you're going to speak politically, then you should be able to have a clear understanding with your, with, with even your alderman, you know, like your relationship politically should be relevant, right? Let me tell you guys something. If I can't convince Roland to vote, you know you guys can't, right? First, and then, and then number number two, Roland thinks that all of them are the same, you know. And, and you know what? To a degree, he's kind of right. So, so you trying to tell me? So this answer me this question, bro. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I, that's fine. That's your right if you choose not to vote. But you ever think back about all them brothers and all all, 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 all those people that have that they fought for their right to vote? Okay, but what does that right? And they they fought for my right not to do it, not to participate. That is true. It it's, it don't go one way. It goes both ways. Uh, they fought for the right to do it or not do it. That's true. I, I don't I don't have to be beholden. Okay, you know how many Christians? Are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Okay, well then that's a bad example then. Hey, or are you are you a Muslim? Roland, can I ask you one question though? No, right? So no, let me finish my statement. You know how many you know how many Muslims died for a right to be a Muslim? You know what I'm saying? Like just because somebody died for a right to do something don't mean I have to participate. My choice is to be this. That doesn't mean I have to be that. So if I choose to be a Christian as opposed to being a Muslim, that's my choice. Yeah, no, but like you said, I'm I'm unlike everybody else because you have a valid point. You can't sit there and bitch and moan about something if you didn't participate in the process. One thing CB will tell you is that Roland don't complain about politics. I don't fuck with politics. I have zero faith in the American government and politics changing anything on the ground as far as black people are concerned. I'm a grassroots dude. I feel like you should walk out your motherfucking door, grab 10 people, go to a neighborhood, and make effect change on your own. If you want change in your neighborhood, open up a fucking grocery store, hire some people, and change your fucking neighborhood. That's what I believe. I'm a small business owner. I got several different hustles. I, I help people. I counsel people. I mentor people. Trump, Obama, Clinton, some motherfuckers ain't helping me. Now, setting policy and all that shit, that's awesome. If you want to participate in that, I'll leave that shit to y'all. I'll leave that to the International Bees and the CBs and the Catherines. Y'all handle that shit. And I'll go with whatever y'all go with. One thing you're going to do is cool out. And the second thing you're going to do is understand that nobody is attacking you, my love. All we're saying is that if you feel so passionately of anti-voting, you should understand the importance of people who do choose to vote. That's all. I, and I and listen, and I never and I never went against that, and I'm not passionately against it. I only speak on it when someone asks me a question. I'm not campaigning for people not to vote. I don't have I don't have billboards saying, "Oh, your vote doesn't count. Don't vote." No. I said, that's, that's the exact opposite of what I just said. I said, if y'all choose to participate in the process, more power to you. But don't try to convince me that somehow my vote is going to mean anything. My vote doesn't okay. mean anything You're to right. me. The vote to is We move on, please. All right, here we go. Uh, Sly, what you got this week? What, what we on? I stepped zero away for zero to 100. Uh, did we touch on the political aspect? 
Whatever you got. <laughs> 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 nah, nah, I mean, hey, said you can't see me. Like, I, st- I stepped away for a uh, long minute. Whatever you got, minute. brother, go ahead. Zero to 100. Whatever you got. Oh, my, my zero to 100 is for um, the, the jackass that um, occupies the over office, number 45. First of all, first of all, did you fucking vote? Absolutely. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Did you vote? If you didn't fucking vote, are you registered to vote? You asking me? Yes. Yeah, man. Why you, que- why you, why you questioning me? Did I, did I talk when you were doing your shit? I'm not going to work for the system. You better stop your hand over. Zero to a hundred is for the jackass that occupies the Oval Office, number 45, for doing the same behind the behind the door shit again, closed door shit again that he did with um North Korea Kim Jong Un. So go back the go back door and he what I believe he's doing is making side deals for when he's out of office, um, such as Trump hotels and, and shit on the shores of North Korea <laughs> as as well as in Russia. And then he comes out and and they they, so they, they struck you. some type of they struck some type of deal. Okay, um, to, to the, for, for his for his dumbass uh, siding with Russia, um, a former KGB member, killer. He gets the jackass of the decade award right now. Uh, my that's my that's my zero to a hundred right now. What a dumb fuck. Attaboy, Sly. What you got this week, bro? Nah, go ahead and skip me. We on we press with time. Nah, go ahead, man. Point. All right. All right. So now I got to make it quick. All right. So my kill yourself and start over goes over to the Pennsylvania state troopers who supposedly was chasing down a suspect who was fleeing the scene of a cannabis growing operation uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania in the marshlands or some shit. All this big giant all this land of marijuana they was driving a bulldozer and they completely ran over this dude and killed him you had the bulldozer driver and the uh, state trooper was on the bulldozer and apparently there was so much underbrush they couldn't see the man running and they ran him over and killed him y'all get a big kill yourself and start over alright I ain't even hear about that story. Well, well, Ro, you know what? If you was a registered voter, you could help do something about that shit. You can vote the sheriff out. Don't start no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start no shit. Here you go. Remind me. Uh, remember what you remember what you just said, motherfucker. Just remember that. All right, here we go. Uh, for mine this week, I want to talk about uh, Instagram. Last week, added a new feature uh, called "Ask Me a Question." And for some reason, the women on Instagram have a hard time under understanding why guys are asking them freaky questions. Okay, if I go to your page and all I see is legs, thighs, titties, and ass, when you say ask me a question, what do you think I'm going to ask you about? There's really nothing much there. Now, if you have a page about hair, I'll ask you about hair. If you have a page about a podcast, I'll ask you about a podcast. If you have a page about sports, I'll ask you about sports. But you have a page about titties, pussy, ass, legs, thighs, you're going to get what you what you put out in the system or the universe. Ain't that what they say? 
So uh, to all those women that are having a hard uh, time understanding why guys are asking them freaky questions when they when they say ask a question on Instagram. <sighs> All right, that's that. Thought-provoking ignorance with special guests and cave crushers. And cave crushers. You did say you wanted to be in, right? Want to advertise on Inside the Cave podcast? Would you like to have your company or product featured before a segment? Email us, inside the cave podcast at gmail.com. Subject, advertise. Get, get the latest in cave fashion at cavecrushshop.com. That's cavecrushshop.com. Follow Inside the Cave on Instagram for more thought-provoking ignorance. We repost, you decide. Now you feel freer than you Welcome back to Inside the Cave. Our next guest uh, calling in right now is a the CEO of Encourage Millions. She's a model-turned-mogul mom. I got to talk to her about that, a model-turned-mogul mom. All right, she's a real estate investor and educator, doing a lot of good in the hood from Alabama, where one of our co-hosts who didn't make it today is also from. Welcome to Inside the Cave, Tiffany DeAndrea. How you doing, Tiff? Hey, I'm fine. Thank y'all for having me. All right, so, you know, Jay-Z dropped that album, was it uh, 444 last year, talking about the story of O.J., reinvesting in the hood and then we see somebody that's actually doing it how uh tell everybody like how'd you get started with that what made you want to start buying up old trap houses if i i guess i'm saying that right <laughs> and then you know putting it back foot in the hood for uh you know for the community talk about that um well i actually grew up in the hood so um i've always i mean that's where my heart is um so I just basically started because it's really like runs in my family. My dad was a real estate agent and a broker. And my mom used to own a couple of homes back in the day. So um, actually what ended up happening was I went through a really bad divorce. And when I'm mad, I either go out and buy stuff or I eat. And so I ended up coming back to where I grew up and I found a house. And when I was driving around, I noticed that we had like hundreds of houses that were abandoned, boarded up. And I bought, I ended up buying that house. And what I didn't know was that the house next door was a drug house, it's a trap house. So the guy would always come over and bother my contractors when they were rehabbing my house. And I just got tired of it one day and I just told myself I'm going to end up buying his house. And it just <laughs> happened from there. Like, I mean, he didn't own the house anyway. He was just in it. But that's what I ended up doing because I got tired of seeing So he was selling work out the house, huh? Right. Okay. <laughs> so he got raided and, they, uh, and, they, and that's how you was able to get it? 
No, he actually, the house was in a, um, the way I acquired the properties, uh, we ended up starting a land bank here. So um, they basically sell the houses for $3,500. So Damn. he was, <laughs> yeah. So when they get ready to go, when you get ready to apply, you go through the process. They go and they put a, a big, huge sign on, on the porch or in the, in the yard or something like that. And I guess when he saw that, he just decided to leave. And so he hadn't been back since. So so if he shows up tomorrow, uh, like, yeah, I left something down the basement and the ceiling, uh, what you going to do? <laughs> nah, he not showing up. We not, we, we, we not um, <laughs> over here empty-handed. I'll just say that. <laughs> SCB, I just want to throw in there that Chicago also offers a lot of offers on those types of houses as well. The houses that have been condemned, um, many of the vacant lots once a year go on sale for a dollar in many of our neighborhoods. So there are the opportunities for every city uh, are there to kind of grab up abandoned buildings. Hey, Tiffany, but how, right. how much are the taxes, though? For You said a house for 3500 How much are the taxes? Um, so it goes on the asset, on the value. So... The house was thirty five hundred, but because of the condition that it's in, it's valued at fourteen thousand dollars right now. The last time that I checked, the taxes um, will be around uh, five hundred dollars a year. Five hundred dollars a year? Oh my God, yeah. we got to move south. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You don't have to live here. Right. To invest here. Right. Right. So, right. $500 taxes a year? That's crazy. That's good, man. But that's smart on your part, though, man, to take that and invest like that. So so it says that you like in the, in the tech. And, the, and then, guys, y'all go ahead and jump in, rolling slide D. You said, go ahead. Y'all got something to ask. I, I was going to change into something else she, she's into as well. Uh, do, does, hmm, does, does the neighborhood help you? with the purchasing of the house, meaning are, are some of the neighbors that may have quote unquote a trap house on their block, are they are they coming to you like, can you can you buy this house? I know this is what you do. Can you can you buy this house? I'm sick and tired of these neighbors. Are they coming to you actually, like that? Actually no. And I'm gonna tell you something that a little like that kind of like uh, is a pet peeve of mine about us and being in the hood and this and that. So what I've noticed is, because I was featured on the news here, what I've noticed is that people that live outside of the hood will contact me about doing it. But the people that live in the hood, I mean, they're just silent. Now, mm. my na the neighbor next door that was on the other side of the house, he's actually elderly, you know, and he was like excited because he was like, you know, he's sick of living there with the house looking the way it looks. Cause like the roof was, is all messed up. And if you go to my Instagram, encourage millions i actually posted the house and i talk about how much work is on me but i'm kind of like shocked that people around here like now that i'm back and i've came back to where i grew up it's kind of like at a point where it's a newer generation and they don't care like the elderly people may care but you know they don't have the means to contact me on facebook or contact mm -hmm. me on social media but the newer generation just, I mean, they don't care. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else got something? 
how many houses do you uh, properties do you do you own now? So currently, I'm on my fourth property. One of them is a duplex. Um, the duplex I got recently for seven hundred dollars. It was in the um, tax sale. Wow. wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can you? Can you and, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, just to, um, because I know the meme that went viral on Instagram, it was saying that I flipped. Yeah. And I just need to clarify that because when you buy in the hood, the hood is not an area where you can flip. So basically what I do is I buy them, I rehab them, and I rent them out to someone. But a lot of people was like, oh, well, that's gentrification. Well, it's not. Well, in my eyes, it's not because I'm not going to raise the rent. So... If this area starts to, you know, get gentrified or anything like that, I'm keeping my rent at, like, so right now rent goes for $600 to $700 a month. I'm keeping it there. Shit. Let me tell you something, Tiffany. I wouldn't. You better, man, better get your money. Fuck. Hey, fuck everybody else. Get your money. (laughs) Hey, hey, you can't help the poor if you're one of them. Get your money. Shit. You took the risk. You the one took, you took the risk. You know what's funny about that word gentrification and and how loosely we use this word. Um, uh, by the way, Roland, um, please report on IG. Um, but uh, what you're doing, whether you wanted to air quotes gentrify or not, um, that's your prerogative. You know, you say that you're doing something for the community coming in, find these homes that literally would stay abandoned or even become or stay trap houses and i right. think that in this new conscious movement this new woke movement on social media has in us throwing this word around but i've never find people now I, I take that back such as yourself or um i think his name is uh mark morrison or something like that he's he's doing the same thing he does real estate try to buy back the hood i see a couple of ig pages out there but for the most part in these neighborhoods the people who live in these neighborhoods, whether they feel helpless or they don't care or whatever the case may be, I, I find it funny how when white people come in and gentrify, there's never no fight back. <laughs> it's not like right. there aren't black people with, with, with means and money that can come in and do it. So if, if you're black, like what does gentrifying actually mean? If they're using that against you, then I believe that they're just using that as a word they really don't know the meaning of because you're actually right. trying to save the community and right. keep it with us. Gentrifying is when you come in, buy low, raise the, fix up the homes, bring in white people, and you know raise the rent. You know what I'm saying? And then right. put the black people out. But that's not what you're doing. So I don't understand why we throw around that word. And then the other thing, Tiffany, most of them ain't going to buy from you anyway. <laughs> they ain't gonna buy from you. They ain't gonna rent from you. You know what I mean? So hey, make your money. Uh, what they say: the best thing you can do for poor people is not be one of them. Shit, <laughs> that's just so. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I, I have a question I, about your your mommy mogul. I wanna I wanna talk more about like your your journey to be able to purchase buildings. I didn't hear you. Repeat that for oh. me. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. I wanted to talk more about your journey to Mommy Mogul. How did you get into that position? What did you have to do 
uh, where were you mentally in your head to where you were like, I'm going to invest in something? Like, I want to talk more and, and for other female guests who are thinking about becoming entre entrepreneurs, like, what was your journey a little bit into becoming a boss for yourself? Well, I can't say, like, really the divorce. Um, when you're at a point where, um, so before... I started investing. I had graduated college. I was, I'm a computer programmer as well. And when you go from, you know, making a certain amount of money and then you go through a divorce and you stack up with legal bills, for me, I was looking for a way out of debt. So that was when my whole mindset changed. And like, I really wanted financial freedom. Like I really went from the person that was trying to get the hottest car to, you know, I rather own real estate than having the hottest car. And just going through that and when you're at your lowest, that's when my mindset changed. And that's really why I started Encourage Millions because people would contact me and they would say, you know, I don't know how to get started. I don't have the money. I don't know what to do. And I just said, you know what, I'm just going to, create this business, I'm going to create these courses, I'm going to coach people on how to do it, and I'm not going to, like, charge them an arm and leg. When I say arm and leg, I've seen coaches, you know, charging $6,000 just to teach what I'm teaching now, and people aren't getting results. So that's just really, like, going through that divorce, um, it was very bad. Having two small kids, and I just wanted more. So that's why I started my business and changed my whole mindset. Yeah, that's dope. And I was modeling. And Yeah, let's talk about that modeling. What, what, what were you modeling at? And where are the pictures at? I was, I was, <laughs> if you want to see the pictures, you will have to Google Tiffany the Bombshell. Oh, um, say no more. I'm about to do it right I'm, now. <laughs> yep, I'm doing it right so, now. Carry on. Right. Kat, you can take over. I'm, I'll be busy for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> so, being a model, you know, like you see the Instagram models, and I'm no. like, okay. <laughs> hey, be nice, fellas. Let the woman talk. <laughs> but I just, you know, I see all these models. I was modeling. I'm like, this is not money. I moved over into acting. But of course, I, I stopped acting once I got pregnant with my child and I got married. So I just really wanted to put my mind to work instead of my body. And people looking at my body, I wanted to put my mind to work. So well, I'm looking at your pictures. You're absolutely beautiful. And I think that your beauty actually shines through more even just talking to you because it sounds like what you did was turn your kind of tragedy into a triumph and, and, and you felt better by helping other people, which I think is the message we should all kind of pick up on. International D, have what? you looked at these pictures yet? I didn't hear you. No, hold on. Uh, International D, have you seen these pictures yet? No, I ain't seen them yet. I, I think this will I think yeah, this will change you your look. mind. You yeah, this this will change your mind, brother. Yeah, you need to look. Might take you a, a, a trip on the dark yeah. side. How, how, long ago, how long ago were you modeling? Um, I modeled from 2003 to 2014. Right. And you said it wasn't no money in it. No, it's no money. Like I'm glad you said that. Modeling 
it's no money in there. You know why? Instagram models. You know why? It's no money. In there. Because because you don't have you don't have a hotmail account. And you don't have a booking info. <laughs> You're not selling. You're not selling twat on the side. Yeah, you wasn't selling twat on the side. But that's good though. That's good. You found out there wasn't no money because now we can respect you more because that means you wasn't out there doing a little something strange for a little piece of change. So that's what's up. So, so let's get no, to the real I really, part. I really, really, really enjoyed modeling. Like for me, it was like I didn't. I try not to take the average picture. I didn't do one thing I didn't do, and a lot of people thought I did was videos. I did not like to do music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I like, and if I did, which I never did, but I would want to be like a character. Like I didn't want to be the person dancing in the club. Like it just wasn't me. Um, so. Well, can we get to some more serious questions then? Let's get off the modeling for a second. Yeah, since everybody is distracted by the uh, the photos. Uh, they're still I, inside I, the cave, bro. This is I know, but I want to get to some. I want to get to some meat, though. Bro, she in the bathtub, brother. You got to see this picture. She in the bathtub. Can I, I, can, I, I can I get to some serious you. questions though? Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. All right, so not 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 to say that you had this in mind. Because you did mention that you were just trying to change your life, you know what I mean, and, and trying right. to get out of debt and take control over your life. That's awesome. But since now that you've been in this and seeing how you're affecting the community, what's what's the next level game plan? Have you thought of um, literally taking back a complete neighborhood, making a uh, a Harlem, you know what I mean, a, 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 a Modern day Harlem or or Black Wall Street, so to speak. Yeah, so the neighborhood that I, I primarily invest in is called East Lake. Um, it's in Birmingham, but it's the east side of Birmingham. So I'm basically trying to basically <laughs> buy this entire neighborhood. So I've actually already got my mom two houses that she's about to rehab over here. When I meet out of state investors. I try to get them to buy here. When I coach with my out-of-state clients and they, they want to invest, but it's expensive. Like a lot of people are up north, up north that I work with. I try to get them to invest here, rehab here and rent out. So it's really like I'm really trying to really take not control of this whole neighborhood, but just trying to save the whole neighborhood. Because I'm telling you, when you drive down Whatever, it doesn't matter whatever street you're on, you're going to see two to three abandoned houses. Right. So that's my goal. And then um, up the street, we have a school that's no longer being used. The building isn't being used. I really want to purchase that building one day and open up a tech center for the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, because you say you do yeah. tech. You do tech. You're a woman in tech. Well, explain that. What, what right. you, you, you make apps and shit? Um, no, not F. I graduated with my master's in engineering, so I do a lot of data analytics, a lot of okay. reporting, things like okay. that. Now, are you single? <laughs> no, hey, I'm not single. Sly, I'm going to hook you up, Sly. <laughs> Sly, I'm going to vouch for you, Sly. Yeah, but it's, she she not single, but she laughing, so it ain't that serious. I'm not I'm not married. <laughs> 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 Y'all are embarrassment. 
Uh, can, I, can, I ask another, can I ask another serious question to get off of that nonsense? Um, so have you you considered buying a school? And that's, that's awesome. I, I wish you all the luck in the world on that. Um, have you thought about any other neighborhood needs, such as a grocery store, a pharmacy, things of that sort? Yeah, so I was, um, we have what's called like First Avenue. So First Avenue over here is where all of the business fronts are. And I noticed that they're abandoned too. So um, we have a company here called Rails Birmingham. And this company is supposed to bring, to find basically buildings, brick and mortar buildings for new businesses. The problem that they're running into, what I've noticed is that people don't want to bring their business to the hood. What I can tell you what happened though is that um, up the street from East Lake is called Avondale. Um, that Rail Birmingham company, they basically brought all of these little businesses to the area. And you know what happened? We started saying, we don't feel welcome. It's too many white people walking around at night. And so I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I can tell you this. I want to bring businesses. I have ideas of like, oh, that could be a cute little boutique right there. Or that could be a cute little store right there. But I'm just, I'm just trying to understand, like, are, are there people around here going to want that? Because it seems like... Well, I, well let, me, let me ask you this. See, that, what I've noticed is, is in smaller neighborhoods and small businesses, when you're talking about boutiques, clothing stores, uh, tennis shoe stores, things of that sort, they seem to come and go very, very quickly. Um, right. Either because of loss prevention, um, that, you know, just us not really being very good at business, you know what I mean? So um, we, we, we have $60,000 to start a business. Um, we don't realize that once you're open for three months, you have to reinvest in the business. You know, we, like you said, we go and get cars and, and new homes and we do those things and not really put back into the business. So, um, but, but what I see, that's not your neighborhood, but neighborhoods across the country, and this is, this is part of my mindset as far as revitalization is, is that we need to put things in these neighborhoods that are actually going to be sustainable. Things that the right. neighborhood actually gonna, needs, like grocery jump, stores. I was going to jump and say, and grocery stores are a great example, because I don't know if you remember a few years back, guys who live in Chicago, uh, the Inglewood neighborhood, and I'm sure everybody has heard of or, or seen news reports about how Inglewood and the violence and then all the crime. And so um, they built a whole food. And sweetheart, you're not alone in your state because you would have thought the black folks were rioting um, like a civil rights movement or something like people, black folks were against the quote unquote gentrification because they were going to put a whole foods in their neighborhood. And it, oh my it didn't make any sense to me why people would actually fight for a Whole Foods and a Starbucks to be placed in their neighborhood. And I think what started happening was is is what the the formula for gentrification is, which is Black folk get pissed because it's getting a little too Caucasian and they move. So while the neighborhood is becoming beautiful, 
they don't want to be around all of that and they move. And I see right. CB shaking his head and I feel where you're going to go with this, CB, because I definitely can understand the alternative. However, this was a very good instance in a, in a, in a neighborhood that needed healthier food in a neighborhood that needed more, better quality food. And they were completely against this grocery store being built. So it's not just in your state. It, it happens everywhere. Tiffany, you know what? You, and you know what? You you know what I noticed about us and what I've heard people say. And um, my boyfriend told me this because when I when I first came back over here and I was like, you know, back over here in the hood because I had moved away when I was in college for a minute, and I was like, you know, why are they complaining about they don't feel welcome and he said, you know, people get in a place where they are used to something. They can't even accept being given something good and being given something new. Like, they feel like they don't deserve it. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I feel like, like over here, like, we don't need a tire shop on every corner. Like, we don't. We don't right. need a pawn shop on every corner. <laughs> Y'all got some fucked up roads down there. Y'all might need a tire shop. <laughs> and it's hot as shit. But we don't, and it's just like, I see the little, on First Avenue, I will tell you this, it has been some Caucasian individuals that have opened some new things, and I am, and I noticed that we're not going in there, like, one um, white couple, they, they adopted some black girls over here, they took them in, and they loved the area so much that they ended up staying over here, and they opened the cafe on First Avenue. Well, of course, we're not going to the cafe. Wow. So, and people feel like, you know, they're not welcome. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's like over here, whenever they see a white face, like, they just feel like, oh, my God, you think it's because we're not welcome. Alabama's history? You think that's what it has something to do with the history of Alabama? Um, I know we have a very... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that happened recently. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you saw it on the news or heard about it. We have a church here. It's a really big church. It's considered a mega church. Um, this church opens what they call Dream Centers. And they open these centers in inner city neighborhoods. So, for instance, in the East Lake neighborhood where I am, they opened the a Dream Center on the corner. These people stand out. They pass out food. They pray for you. They stand on the corner and pray for you, whatever. Well, they decided to open up a church in the middle of West Birmingham. Now, West Birmingham <laughs> is equivalent to Chicago, how they talk about Chicago on the news. It's a little bad. Yeah. Well, all of the black churches was upset. <laughs> like, that's the type of things I don't understand. Like, you have people... Y'all have been in West Birmingham for a long time. Why are you upset about this white pastor deciding to open a church in West Birmingham to try to stop the crime, to try to get a kid something to do? Mm. Deep seated. Uh, okay, if I if I had an idea of an investment, how would you, how would someone like me or someone who's interested in investing? How would they need to approach you? Like, do they have like a, a full business plan? 
you know, the, an agenda? Like, how, 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 how do you want people to approach you with business ideas for investing? Um, well, I really, <clears throat> I do consulting. So uh, the way they can approach me, everybody can go to my website. You can sign up for a consulting call, and we have a strategy session. Um, but when I have people that are, like, out-of-state investors, yeah. I just work with them on, it just depends on what they need and the services that I offer. So, for instance, now um, I have some out-of-state investors that just need eyes on the ground, and I do that service for them. So I go to the property that they're interested in. I take pictures. I do that for them, um, and they decide whether or not they want to buy the property. I don't do property management because um, in Alabama, you have to have a broker's license. I'm not a real estate agent. So um, if someone wanted to approach me about investing here, I would just really just have a strategy session with them and see about finding them a property, which I wouldn't have an issue doing that because I find properties every day. Hey, I, <laughs> like, got, it's just, I got to ask you a question. And, and guys, remind me to edit this out. Cause I, I was, You know what I want to invest in? I want to invest into We don't even have these I want to invest into a nice, wholesome strip club, gentleman's club, because we we don't have those good ones anymore, man. You know, they used to be nice, good, wholesome gentleman's clubs, and I just don't see them no more. Would you be interested in investing in that with me? <laughs> I would have to say no. What? Now, you know that makes lots of money, especially down south. Yeah, well, not here in Alabama because we have. Let me let me just. In Birmingham, people have not learned how to go out and enjoy themselves without shooting up the place. Oh. So, <laughs> um, so we. I mean, we have one. You know, nice gentleman club, like you're saying, called Sloss, uh, called the Furnace. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's kind of like you know, kind of upscale a little bit. But nah, I wouldn't invest. It's just, just personal reason. Like I don't, I, I wouldn't. Now is, is this now is this plight for you? Is this more um, business, or is this uh, about the upliftment of the community? So are there things that you wouldn't invest in, as opposed to that you would? Well, when I invest in the hood. That's for the upliftment of the community. If I go and I flip a house outside of inner city Birmingham, that's from a business standpoint. If someone uh, contacted me and said, hey, I want to, you know, can you invest in my business? I want to open up a, a food truck or something like that. Like I would consider it. But right now, I don't really invest with individuals because I just don't, I mean... It takes a lot for me to trust someone. So um, I don't like to mix finances with other people and things like that. So I just don't right now. Gotcha. I had a question. Um, is there, do you, what's the website or where can people go if they want to donate to your cause? If they just love the fact that you're flipping the hood, uh, what's the email address or where can they go if they just want to give? Okay, so they can go to um, Ask Tiffany, it's A-S-K-T-I-F-F-A-N-I at EncourageMillions.com. 
And my website is encouragemillions.com. That's funny that you mentioned about donating because I had, when the meme went viral, I had um, different celebrities contact me about they like what I what I'm doing. They want to, you know, help, things like that. So more than likely, I'm probably going to add a donate section to my website. Um, so I might need to get on that. Man, you got celebrities hitting you up in your DM and stuff? That's what's up. <laughs> And, and they you, you think they're you think it was uh like serious um it just depends on the person like if i don't hear anything back I, i'm if i don't hear anything back in the dm i'm gonna follow up with them you know corporately like i will find out <laughs> who i need to get in contact with, with to follow up with them so um some people just you know reached out and was like i love what you're doing you know that's awesome. And then other people was like, hey, how can I do business with you? How can I help? So. But Tiffany, you saying nobody uh, more important than Inside the Cave has hit you up yet. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Tell the truth. No. Nah. Hey, one, one thing that you said that, that was interesting to me is that you had a lot of... Um, or not you personally, but this, the, the neighborhood or the city had a lot of kickback from the, the people who lived there when places like Whole Foods or, or Starbucks or whatever um, comes in there. And what I was thinking was, and, I, and I'm sorry I don't have that information in front of me, but um, Wendell Pierce a couple of years ago tried to start a grocery store in a neighborhood in L.A. And I think it was Inglewood. Uh, yeah, that's what hey, it's funny Kat said that because I think it was Inglewood as well over there in LA but um it ended up closing they they end up not being able to keep it open and that kind of that kind of defeat put a little bit of defeat in me by saying wow we can't even keep a grocery store open in the hood and there's there's a neighborhood in my my city that is disconnected from the rest of the city for that very reason, they don't have a grocery store, they don't have a drugstore. And is there any project that you started that you felt defeated, that didn't work out? You know what I mean? Or has it all been all thumbs up so far? Um, It's really been, well, I will say, I felt defeated when um, uh, my boyfriend and I own another company, he owns a property maintenance company. And I felt defeated when I reached out to the city about us basically securing the abandoned homes. And they were kind of just like giving us a runaround, didn't want to meet, didn't want to look at the proposal. Um, so I kind of felt defeated because I'm like, why isn't this important? Like, why, why would you want to have homes that's open where, you know, kids could get hurt in there, raped? Like, why isn't this in a, a priority? So I did feel defeated with that. Where, where, where do you stand with that project right now? Um, they didn't. I mean, the city didn't want to move forward. So I mean, we could <laughs> just drive around boarding up people's houses, but I mean, we just left it alone. And well, well, see it. I know you probably, we were, you know, since this is a new relationship, you probably don't know about this show. You surely probably don't know about my relationship on the show. I am the resident conspiracy theorist. 
So <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. See, there's a saying, um, and whether how you feel about him or not, but a, a guy, Dr. Umar Johnson, said it said it best: is that you can get a car loan, you can get a student loan, you can get a home loan, but when you start trying to get a business loan, the banks ain't trying to fool with you. I believe because somebody tried to do that in my city as well. And that's one odd thing if you don't look at the bigger picture. Why is it that they rather have these abandoned homes than give them to somebody who's willing to work uh, with it? I even know uh, a white lady who, because, you know, of course we're going to say it's because we're we're black. But I actually know, I know a white lady who tried to rent a lot, an abandoned lot off the city. And she had to jump through all types of hoops, sign all types of paperwork. I think she had to take out like um, like three-day insurance to cover herself because the city didn't want to be at risk of somebody getting injured in this lot or whatever. But <clears throat> what I found is city municipals will really don't want to better the city. And they surely don't want to better the city and put money in your pocket. they much rather have those vacant vacant state vacant at least where i'm from <laughs> well we have a new mayor here he's actually the youngest mayor to be elected in the past 30 something years and he's real big on neighborhood revitalization um and so he has i, I will admit he has been working hard to get rid of these abandoned houses just today actually he announced that they're going to be um fixing up 100 homes in 100 days. They're giving $10,000 to uh, $10,000 each to um, people that live in homes that need to be repaired. Mm. Damn. Damn, that's I need them 10 stacks. <laughs> what's, what's easier? What's easier to do? Buy a property with no house on it or buy a property with an abandoned house on it? Mm, good question. Buy a property, you mean buy land? M meaning, no yeah, when, when they tear, because because that's another odd thing. I noticed that it, it they, they're not real quick to tear homes down in my city. That's another thing they don't do. And uh, Buffalo is the same way. You'll see a bunch of abandoned homes, abandoned uh, factories, but they, they won't. I don't know if it's because it costs money or what, but they, they don't seem like they want to tear it down so people can at least buy the property. Right. Well, yeah, we here they um if they're real dilapidated, they tear them down, and yeah, like you're saying, it's gonna be the empty lot that you would have to buy. That's gonna be a challenge because then people have to go out and get a um, construction loan, so they gotta yes. make sure they got good credit, and that's gonna pose a challenge. So I really just try my best to get um a, a actual house, an actual structure, um. And I don't really care. I try to do it fast, but like for instance, the house, the recent one that I got with them, it was so bad. Like the guy did not care that the roof was just raining into the house. So it's a lot mm. of water damage. It's a lot of roof damage. So that's gonna take a while because I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> right. So yeah, I have to get the funds a way to take care of it. 
<clears throat> Alright, remind me to edit this out too. I'm just telling you what I what I know. I'm telling you what I heard of, not what I've done. But get get you some get you some good insurance now. And this is a serious question, because I don't know. Do y'all have like a Home Depot and stuff down there? Cause we, we get on Big Dog. Big Dog is our other host and he's from Alabama and yes, okay, uh, I forget. Uh, he ain't too far from Birmingham, but he, he, uh, I forgot, man. I, f- I really forgot. Okay, so, but now, now at Home Depot's in Chicago, we always can pick up a Mexican and get him to do some work. Do y'all got Mex, y'all got Mexicans at y'all Home Depot? Yes, we do. Oh, see, that's how, that's the answer to your problem right there. You can get you a Mexican. I work with, I actually work with one. Okay. Oh, so you are we already ahead of the game. Yeah. They call they call day laborers um C B. They yeah. call day laborers. Exactly. Motherfucker. <laughs> but once he once he saw that I was getting all these houses, he tried to like overcharge me, so we gotta sit down. Yeah. We gotta talk. You had to get a you had to get a we, 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 we have to know what is your next project? What's, what are you, what's around the corner? What are you working on that's going to shock the world next? Um, so I have a eight-week program coming out, and it's called flipyourblock.com because so many people want it. They want to know how to do it. So um, it's launching in September. And it's called flipyourblock.com. You can go to flipyourblock.com right now, and it's a waiting list. Um, but that's my next big project. And I'm also actually in the process of starting to invest in Florida, in Orlando. Oh, um, what part of Orlando? So it will be the hood. Listen, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to go to every hood in the United States. Like I don't. I, I will, um, I will possibly, of course, I'm going to diversify my portfolio and probably get commercial properties and this and that. But, like, that's what I like doing. Like, I, I like going in the hood fixing these houses. I got to ask you a question. It was a meme passed around last week that says, behind every successful woman, there's a drug dealer. <laughs> now, I can edit this out. And I, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but what do you think about that? Because you sound pretty successful. Yeah. All, right. All right. I think we better move on. You better not answer. Too. Yeah, please, please yeah. do not incriminate yourself. Can we, can we just say hustler? That. Can we just say yeah, the hustler behind Yeah, I'm going to answer that. I have not talked to any hustling dude since I left the hood to go to college. I'll just say that. Okay. Well, you just you just talked to about five or six tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Got a problem? Need some advice? Send your questions and problems to Cat for Cat's Corner on Inside the Cave. The title of the letter is My New Man Thinks My Son Is Gay. I have two sons. And the new guy in my life has been a great teacher and mentor to them. The only problem is he keeps insisting that my oldest son is gay. He's not. When he first met my son, he said, the boy seems kind of soft. Then he started to say he seemed (laughs) fruity 
And now he just says that boy has to be gay. My son has a girlfriend, actually the same girlfriend for the past year, but my man doesn't believe him. Once, he actually followed them to the movies because he thought he was leaving with the girl just to meet with a guy. To this point, my son doesn't know about my man's feelings toward him. Is there anything I can do to make sure this doesn't become an issue in my son's life? Go ahead, Kat, what you think? Um, I, I read it a couple of times because I wanted to be very clear about the information. I wanted to make sure I had all the facts in the letter straight. And the one thing that stood out to me was uh, the part where she says like, oh, you know, he's a great teacher and mentor, but the only problem is he keeps insisting my son is gay. And the word insisting kind of stood out to me because I'm very curious to know why he cares. I don't, I, I tried to ask another guy like, hey, if you were dating a woman and her son was gay, what would you, or you thought her son was gay, what would you do? And this person, the last thing they said was, oh yeah, I'm gonna talk to her about it. So I feel like maybe, all right, I'll put it this way. It's one of two things, either he's, homosexual because he's very interested in your son's hat or he is concerned maybe about your son and and his femininity uh but both things i feel like ain't none of his business so if your question to me is how can i make sure this doesn't become an issue in my son's life uh get rid of the guy because he's already making it an issue in your life and if he's gonna make it an issue in your life, it's not gonna be let go just because it's your son. So, what do you guys think? Uh, Tiffany, I'll let you uh, answer first if you if you feel like. Um. Well, actually, I kind of feel as though maybe she may be in denial because why is he continuously saying this? It's obvious that he's seeing something that she's in denial about. And I have a son, and as moms, we may sometimes, you know. You know, we don't see what everybody else sees. That's our son, that's our baby. And so I just kind of feel like he's seeing something and maybe she's just in denial about it. So, and then it depends on what's the extent of their relationship. Are they getting married? Then it needs to be addressed. But if he's just somebody that's just there for a short period of time, then I wouldn't really care about his opinion. Hey, I got a quick follow-up question to that. So if, if you do find out that he gay, then what? <laughs> then, I mean, that's something she has to address with her son. I mean, I don't I don't even... I'm just thinking of it from my situation. If, my, if I found out my son was gay, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how I would handle that. Could you disown? No, no, definitely not. What? Hmm. What was the question? Oh man, get your ass! <laughs> I mean, what was the what was the question? What was the question? Part? What was the question she asked was, um, "Is there anything I can do to make sure this doesn't become an issue within my son's life?" Okay. She needs to. She really needs to get get down to the nitty gritty and address why her son's sexuality is such a point of contention for him and his so-called uh, softness 
what what is what everybody got a different definition of a man you know you could be you could be the toughest guy in the world and not salt and be a horrible man and not be any any type of definition of a man you could be the softest person in the world maybe to some people have feminine ways and be uh, the, the model citizen of what a man should be so the thing the main question is number one what is it with him and his concern for his son okay let's say he right what's next what what's he what is he expecting to kick him out what he gonna beat the gay out of him i mean what what's gonna happen next and number two if he don't if he ain't willing to let it go she needs to address it with him like joe keep my son out of your business if you want to be if he is gay continue to be a good person to him that you always have been if he ain't gay continue to be a good person to him like you always have been the following him around that should be a red flag right there like why are you following kids <laughs> oh shit yeah. why, why are you doing yeah, you got a point because <laughs> i me personally i got a son and if a woman was so hell bent on that my words i would be mind your motherfucking business when it comes to my son <laughs> Okay. Because all I could do as well was think about it from a standpoint of, but what if it was a daughter? If that it would be a red flag. If a guy kept saying, like, if a guy kept mentioning my daughter's sexuality, I would feel very uncomfortable with that guy. Like, why do you care about who my child prefers? Yeah, bottom line. Okay, nah. so this is going to I, I so, agree with Tip on one thing, but what if the, the point is, what if this man is actually given he he does care about this kid and he's stepping into the role as like a, a potential father figure or something like that and he's addressing it to the woman because he's not in that role he's not the actual blood parent so he's asking her to go and actually you know maybe he's trying to get her to find out without him being the one that steps in there and actually finds out what his sexuality is because he's he wants to know how to approach his kid because some things you just can't do if a child is 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 in a homosexual state. You just don't approach them about certain things because they're not going to be interested in those things. And he's trying to maybe possibly get the mother to figure that out. So that's not him making that. But, but being a parent, being a father, don't have nothing to do with knowing necessarily how to approach. I mean, you know how to talk to a boy. You know how to talk to a girl. You know how to talk to a person. So if he's trying to be a father figure, like, I mean, respect and common courtesy should be the groundwork for any type of conversation you have with him. Regardless, but, he, but that, that's the thing though. You guys are looking at this from a negative aspect. What I'm saying is, he's not. He can go and talk to this child. I'm not saying he's saying doing any, anything negative or anything like that. And he probably is talking to him with respect. But he's just noticing some tendencies or whatever that this child has, and he's asking his mom to address that because there may be other circumstances that come up later on. But so what? What positive? I mean, what positive is going to come out of him knowing his sexuality? And the thing is, the boy got a girlfriend. That's the thing I don't understand. If he got a well, you know, people be friends sometimes. I mean, you, you just know about that. I just want to know, like D said, we're approaching it from the negative. So if he do find out that whatever he gay is straight, what's the positive? If he found out he gay, what's going to be the positive outcome of that? There's, 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 there's no I think, I think you guys. Positive. I mean, can, he can actually, he knows how he's, he's going to approach this child. I don't, we don't know how long he's been in this child's life. He talking. You didn't want CB interrupting you when you was talking the last time. Don't interrupt D. I'm trying to help him. He said we don't know. We do know. It says her new man. It, it does say that he's new. So, but what's new? Six so, weeks? Six so days? This, this, this Let was, the man speak. On on the backside, I think this this what it could be. So he he's dating this woman and he wants to know if if she knows her own son. If she knows that. 
her son may potentially be gay, right? So if she's not telling him about her own son, he, he may feel like there might be some things going further in their relationship that she might not share with him if she's not willing. I do wanna, I do wanna correct everybody. She says in the letter that, and she starts the letter off with, uh, he has been a great teacher and mentor to them. So it doesn't it doesn't seem as if he's a stranger or somebody off the street, right. which again, unfortunately, bothers me about this dude. Because so, if you're a great teacher and a mentor, then you're accepting, I feel, of whoever this child is. And be him gay or straight, and again, Let's say he is gay and he's got this girlfriend as a beard. He doesn't want anybody to know. This definitely isn't the way he wants to come out with his mom's boyfriend following him to the movies. Exactly. Right. What well, now? On on a real quick story. I dated a young lady whose son was gay, and she told me that uh, up front, like in the first, you know, few few dates or whatever she told me her her said she had a gay son and she was comfortable with it i never met her son but she would tell me stories about uh, you know her family you know shit like how that. long did y'all date how long did y'all date uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't a relationship. long enough for them to scrape it was dating role it was you know we go out you know we went out like oh, that. okay you know what i'm saying so so, but, you, but, but her comfortability, let me just her, her, her honesty, you guys. Her honesty made things easier. You know what I'm saying? Her, I, like it, I wasn't around her son, and we never met. But she she made that perfectly clear, and she was comfortable with it. You know, and that that was that. You know, and we did our thing. And you know, it was just like hearing stories about any other. My kids, this. My kids, that. My daughter, this. My daughter, that. You know, so it it had no bearing on on um on what we was doing. So uh, I know this letter doesn't touch on that, but it's just a different aspect of it. Go ahead, Ro, you ain't had a chance to speak yet. Then we gonna wrap it up. So I, I think that I think that Sly's point is what speaks to the bigger problem. I think we're getting hung up on the, the, uh, the charge of this being a gay issue. This isn't really a gay issue for me. I think the biggest issue, the bigger issue is, and I don't want to beat the woman up because men do it as well, but I believe the problem is, is, is with us and our community. I can't speak on white people because I'm not white, but I, I, I think far too often we let people who we think will be a significant other into our inner circle way too fast. Now, granted, she uses the word new, but we don't know how long new means. And then she also even says he's been a great mentor and teacher. We don't know what that means. We don't know how much time you can have to even be that. But here's my thing. While I also don't believe adult kids should hinder a relationship, I also don't believe that you should put a relationship before your kids. So she needs to evaluate how come this man has this type of access with her kids and if her kids are over 18, then I don't see a problem. But if they're not, and her kids are important to her, she may need to end a relationship because this is too much prying and it seems very judgmental. And you know, I don't even get down with gay people like that. I don't have a problem with it, 
But I'm saying I wouldn't necessarily date a woman with a gay son. But she needs to address that. That's you know what I'm saying? That's a discussion for a whole nother day, bro. Hey, go ahead, Kat. Give the last word, and we're going to move on with our So her question was, is there, any, is there anything I can do to make sure this doesn't become an issue in my son's life? And first of all, I, I don't think anybody did, and I have to kudos this woman. This question was not a personal question about herself. This was about her son. And she asked, how is there anything I can do to make sure this doesn't become an issue in my son's life? What a great mom who doesn't care whether or not people think her kid is gay. She seems like she's open to this relationship. And she also seems like she's very uh, aware that her mate feels some kind of way about her son. And so uh, I kind of agree with Roland in a sense of this doesn't really have anything to do with the kid being gay or straight and more so with the boundaries we create when we combine families and the, the way that we narrate what's happening around us to the people that we love to ensure that no one that we love gets hurt. And so number one, I really agree that yes, this question is about not hurting her son. And I have to give advice that, honey, if this is hurting you or affecting you in any kind of way negatively, then this will affect your son. So you decide if this individual and the inquisition of your son's sexuality is worth you being around and worth you dealing with. If that's something you don't mind dealing with, then go ahead and stay around. But it seems like this is a very important issue for the guy that you're dating. And I don't know if that is uh, indicative of his love for the boy or not. But at the end of the day, if it's causing a rift or making you feel some kind of way with your relationship with your son, then unfortunately, because you had, and I'm a single mom too, you know, when you have the kid before you have the husband, you got to choose the kid first. And so I definitely agree that you should choose whatever is best for your son. Thank you, Kat. If you want to participate in Cat's Corner, send it in the Inside the Cave podcast at gmail.com. And thank you, Tiffany, for participating. All right, let's get into this. Hey, ladies, it's time for To Tell the Truth. Ladies, let's talk about it with Sly on Inside the Cave. I know I promised you this interview was only going to be 20 to 30 minutes. As you can see, I lied. But, uh... Before I let you go, I do want you to participate. One segment, this is our, one of our most popular segments, is our Sly. Sly has, we have a Facebook group. You, 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 you're more than welcome to join our Facebook group, too, Tiffany. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It's fun. It's, uh, it's called Tell the Truth Inside the Cave Podcast. Uh, tell the truth. So, Sly, go ahead and ask the question, and we're going to let Tiffany go on by her way. Tiffany, uh, you, got, you have a boyfriend. How long have you been with your boyfriend? Um, so we've been together, we've been together in high school, so 20 years, but when I got married, we broke up and we got back together. And he said, nope, you said, no, I'm sorry, go ahead, what you saying? I mean, y'all, no. and y'all, and y'all, and y'all been together how long now? I mean, how long y'all, Sister Rehook? Oh, oh Sister two Rehook. years. Two years, so y'all rebooted two years ago? Yeah. Okay, all right, so how would you feel, how would you feel if your man that you, if your man Ubered you home, if y'all didn't live together, if, if your man, you know, Ubered you home, if this is you, you know, if you sleep with him, how would you feel if a man Ubered you home? Uh-uh. He's the Uber? <laughs> that ain't, 
he he gonna call me an Uber and I gotta go home in an Uber. Uh, either one or both. Like you might have sent sent for Uber. You know, like you might you might live in an apartment complex where where um, parking is scarce, and you might par- have to park two blocks away. So you don't want to give up your primo parking spot. So he Ubered you to his crib, or you called an Uber, and then after you know, the, instead of the walk of shame, it's like the the, the Uber ride of shame. You catch nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Dudes doing that out here because I don't fool with dudes that's doing that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm so sorry. What if, so what if he? So what if he Uber drive on the side and he get up and he turn on his Uber and you know you you just pay him to take you home? Ain't, ain't that contributing back to your man? Put some money in his pocket. So he can spend on no. Oh, boy, no. That's it. This my is question, a hard. My question is, is my question is this: Do they even have Uber in Alabama? Yes, we did. We just got Uber about like last two years. Well, about two years, about a year and a half ago, we got Uber. You telling us more about Alabama than Big Dog ever told us about Alabama. He must not be from Birmingham, okay? He he's definitely from whatever part of town that y'all don't use easy. <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> that's an inside joke. You didn't, you won't get it. Boy, it's like you better be ready for that smoke. No, uh, uh, Bur- Birmingham ain't got an E in it either. Birmingham ain't got an E in it either. That's all I'm saying. Uh, hey, 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 Tiffany, I went to Alabama State. I went to Alabama State. I'm a Hornet, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. You know, oh, my uh, God. Yeah, yeah, I went down to the Gump, so I'm, I might actually be coming down there in a couple months. And and, and I run marathons, so I know Mercedes-Benz has a marathon in Birmingham in February, which I'm considering coming down there to do. And hey, slide, slide. Yeah. Stop trying to shoot your shots. You got a bulletproof vest on. Hey man, look, I, got some, I, got, I, I, tra- I can travel. I can travel with some investment bread. I can I can go down there for a race and leave with a deed. <laughs> you did. He says you don't drink that Cooper's hot when shit. Did, when did you When did you go to Alabama State? In the nineties, I went there in the nineties. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah he, he ordered up to be your daddy. So, yeah, my ex, my ex-husband is a is a hornet. Yeah, he probably he probably twenty years younger than Sly. <laughs> <laughs> if you went there in the nineties, then you're around my sister's age. I have a sister that makes an sister. older sister, Sly. Older yeah. sister. First of all, Tiffany, how old are you? I'm 33. Oh, yeah, you you a you a, a 85 baby. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's when <laughs> that's when the retro threes came out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tiffany, I know we kept you on long. Go ahead. I want you to give everybody your social media, give everybody your website, get everybody all your information where they can come find you, uh, donate to you, invest with you, look you up, and all that. Um, so you can find me at encouragemillions.com and as I stated my program that's coming out is called Flip Your Block so you can go to flipyourblock.com to get on the waiting list and you'll find out when that launches and access opens um, and yeah so that's where you can find me I'm on Instagram as Encourage Millions on Facebook as Encourage Millions as well Hey, we had a lot of fun with you but I do want to salute you though Queen for real because when I saw the meme, I, I didn't think it was real at first. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, this is real. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, for real. Like, 
this is dope what you're doing seriously and you got a, you got podcasts too i see that uh on your page it says something about podcasts yeah sir uh <laughs> my podcast is a little inconsistent i said that i'm gonna start back Okay. Recording, but I haven't recorded in a while. So. Yeah, I understand. You sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all better not make me no cave crush. I already looked. So, well, I already told. Listen, I already told him not to ask you the question. Be inside the cave, cave crush. Yes, you brush. Hey, check it out. Check it out. I, my my role on the show is I got the cape on, so I've been I've been blocking stuff for you the whole show. <laughs> Sometimes something snuck through, but I, I tried my best. Tiffany, since you brought it up, Cave Crush, I didn't even think you knew anything about that. So, uh, since, I got to ask this woman and what she's doing. I got to ask. Look, look, look. We got we we got a we got a, a, a huge base of listeners that expect me to ask these questions. These are the cave. These are these are the. These are the cave crush questions of the week. We gotta ask. We gotta ask you. She's not a cave crush. Hey. It's just a legitimate interview. It's a, cave crushes are legitimate interviews too. I gotta ask her. I've been I've been overruled. Sorry. Heels on or heels off? And I already seen your modeling picture, so I know the answer. No, it's it's off. You you gonna say on because you saw modeling picture. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hair up or hair down? Uh, down. Okay. To the side or take them all the way off? Oh. Wow. That's all I need to know. Sly, you got anything? Uh. <laughs> man, I'll be crying if I ask my question. <laughs> I really be doing too much. Hey, Tiffany, Tiffany, one more time. I'll give you everybody your your your, uh, your info one more time. Then we promise you we're going to let you go. I promise you. <laughs> okay, you can find me at encouragemillions.com and also Encourage Millions on Instagram and Facebook. And um, my program is flipyourblock.com. It's launching in September, and you can get on the wait list when access opens to learn how to start investing in real estate at flipyourblock.com. Hey, can we all just vote and say this is the best Tiffany interview we ever had? Oh, who said that? Did I just say that? Did I just say that? You won't get that. You won't get that, Tiffany, but... We've had, we've interviewed other Tiffany's that uh, I gotta say you're the best Tiffany we've ever had on. Roland, do you agree this is the best Tiffany we've ever had on this show? Hey, she could she could have been a one eyed squirrel than the other Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, all wow. seriousness though, you 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 definitely well respected. Thanks for coming on. You definitely one of our best Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, thank you to Tiffany DeAndrea for coming on Inside the Cave. And uh, nobody got anything else. And we'll catch y'all ass next week on Inside the Cave. Thank you for listening to Inside the Cave. Get the latest Cave Crush and Inside the Cave gear at CaveCrushShop.com. Thought-provoking ignorance with special guests and Cave Crushers. And Cave Crushers. Inside the Cave. <laughs> Inside the cave. Inside the cave. You did say you wanted to be in, right?